strength, O Lord, our Redeemer, O Lord, our righteousness, how we will exalt your name. Father, O God, we, we feel you're doing it now. Yes, Father. Do it now, Lord, even in this place. Yes, Lord. Even in the lives of people, O God, we pray that there will be a change. We pray that there will be, O God, a move of God upon the lives of people. We worship you, we adore you, we glorify your name. Come on, everybody, wherever you are right now, I want you to take a moment. If the Lord has gifted you with the ability to speak in tongues, I want you to do that. I want you to just raise and praise. Bless the Lord with a song, with a song, with a spiritual hymn. Bless the Lord as you begin to worship him. In a heavenly language right now, God is able. Come on, may the atmosphere, may the atmosphere in the room where you are, may the atmosphere in your home begin to change. We, we, we speak today like, like God's told Ezekiel prophesied over the bones and they begin to become a mighty army. I pray that everything that may have seemed like it is dry and everything that may have seemed like it is dead and everything that may seem like it, it has no more life and has nothing more to give, everything that seems like it is destroyed. I want you to begin to prophesy things that have prematurely, oh God, prematurely given up, prematurely withered. I pray life right now. I pray that even as you begin to speak, speak life, speak life, speak life, speak life over your family, speak life over your children, speak life over your ministry, speak life over your marriage, speak life over your business, speak life over your education, over your schooling and your university, speak life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is it. This is the tool that the Lord has given us. That we begin to open up our mouths and begin to speak. And we begin to release. And as we, as we begin to release, life begins to replenish in the name of Jesus. It says, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of the Father. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid in Christ in God. So when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you this morning. As the Bible says, if we are risen with Christ, that means if after salvation we have received this life in Christ Jesus, if you are risen with Christ, he says, seek those things which are above. Amen. Then he goes in verse 2 and it says, set your affection on things that are above not things on the earth. 
I want your passion. I want your pursuit. I want your desire for the things of God to begin to increase this week, this 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 year. I want you to begin to to allow God to begin to give you a fresh perspective. You know, the amazing thing is that as you uh, you know, perspective is really influenced by the level at which you engage with things. If you engage with things on the ground, it will begin to affect your perspective. And perspective is basically your sight. But as you begin to increase, some of you have had the opportunity of flying in an airplane. And as the airplane takes off, you, you begin to look out the window and as you begin to look at the buildings and those things, the airport that was once huge, you start to now begin to get a, a, a different perspective of it. And, and in one, almost at a certain point, you can see so much more of the city than, than you would be able to if you were standing on the ground. I want you to know today, that's, that's why God says you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, yet your life is hid in Christ. And that when Christ is seen, you will be seen also, you will be revealed. So today, I want you to get to that place where you say, Lord, touch my mind, touch my sight. Give me that in that, that sight, that, that, that heavenly insight, Lord. Father, I pray over your sons and daughters in the name of Jesus. That this morning, you are touching mentalities. You are touching our thoughts. You are touching the way we begin to approach life. And so today, Lord, even as the song writer wrote, and it, and it says, Pentecostal fire flowing through my veins. May the fire of God begin to flow in our veins. As the scripture ends up and it says, when Christ shall appear, we shall appear with him in glory. I pray today, O oh God, that may we understand that we are glory carriers. That we are glory carriers. That everywhere we go, atmospheres change, atmospheres shift. And so today I speak an open heaven over this place, over every place your sons and daughters are hearing and listening into this message. I pray today in their homes, at their workplaces, in their schools, in their universities, at their businesses. I pray, oh God, atmospheres change. Carriers of grace. Carriers of glory. That's who you are. And so this morning we pray, oh God, open heavens over the lives of your people today. May they get, oh God, all that heaven has in store. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Well, bless you. Thank you for joining with us this morning. Welcome. Welcome to all of you. Welcome to the Paulus House family. Welcome to our extended family. You, you are you are, uh, those that have been listening, those that have been following in, welcome to those that are in the different parts and the different nations of the world. We pray God's grace and God's blessings upon your life. May the Spirit of the Lord just open our hearts to receive what God has for us. So worship together with us and then we'll get into the Word. God bless. Oh
one night, oh God, hallelujah. We bless the name of Father God.
Activated healing has been released in the name of Jesus. 
thousands and those that have been laid on their jobs and we pray oh God that even in this hour for those that are faithful to you you will open doors that we believe in you that even in the wake of God of great mass unemployment you said you've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their children begging bread there will be a roof over your head every bill will be paid every meal there will be a meal on your table I pray that the love and the grace of God will you will be experienced in your life in this time it may not be what you desire but God is going to provide so Lord we pray open doors supernaturally thank you for creative ideas that in the midst of crisis there's opportunity for innovation there's an opportunity for creativeness so I pray for creative ideas I pray you God for supernatural breakthroughs of our country of our nation in the name of Jesus supernatural breakthroughs I speak to the ground will yield a greater harvest this year than ever before I speak, O oh God, that there will be new, O oh God, discoveries of natural resources in this country. I thank you, O oh God, for the human capital and individuals that are in this country. That, O oh God, I pray that you will give us a space in the marketplace. You will reposition us and this will be by the hand of the Lord. This will be by the hand of the Lord. You will do it, Lord. We need a move of God. We need a move of God. Just bless your people today. Speak to us, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. And I'm also used to saying you may be seated. And I'm just praying wherever you are, wherever you are standing, you can say amen. We're going to just get into the word of the Lord this morning. I want to speak to you today on a heavenly realm. I started off our Wednesday Bible study uh, speaking on uh, let the warriors arise. And so today this is my desire to keep building on this principle of spiritual warfare. Uh, trusting God that God will begin to minister to us. That God will begin to release in us a word and a spirit that we will be able to do what we, we understand that we live in it. But today, part of the, the desire is to create a balanced approach to spiritual warfare. To understand that not everything that we're dealing with is the enemy. Some of it is as a result of bad choices and bad decisions. Some of it is we must take accountability for as well. And so there are certain things we need to do and then there are certain things that we need to identify. Go with me to the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 19 and 20. And Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Come on. And nothing will harm you. Yeah. Would you put that over your life? You said nothing will harm me. Nothing. Nothing. 
However, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, our greatest victory as believers is not that, that demonic spirits submit to the authority that God has given us. Our greatest victory as a believer is that your name is written in heaven. Your, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Amen. So he said to, to them today, I have given you authority. God has given you authority. That means he's not going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say, I, 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 uh, he says, I've give, uh, I gave you and it was only for those people at that time. He says, I have given you authority. And you are specific to trample upon snakes and scorpions. And these are not just physical, um, you know, reptiles, but he's talking about spiritual things. And, and, and so he says, I'm, I'm giving you authority and you and to overcome all the powers of the enemy. Come on. I want you to declare that God has given me authority to over all, to overcome all powers of the enemy. Because this is important for us to understand that there are not just victories in some areas. God has designed you for victory in every area. He has designed you as an overcomer. Part of your DNA, part of your personality structure, part of who you are as a believer to those that are in Christ is you have an overcoming spirit. Amen. Not a succumbing spirit. Yeah. Not, a, not, not, not a giving up spirit. Not a depressed spirit. Not an not a overwhelmed yeah. spirit. Yeah. God has given you a spirit of an overcomer. Yes, yeah. Amen. So you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know, one of the things that uh, I have learned is that we have to do warfare with the word that God has given us. And uh, even during the time when I was ex uh, uh, when I was recovering from COVID, you know, the one scripture that I kept in my mind is casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing in into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. And I've learned and I've quoted that scripture every time my body responds in a way that it's not supposed to, every time my thoughts start to get clouded with thoughts that were, were not of, of God, I, I begin to say, I cast that down in the name of Jesus. I cast that, I quote the entire scripture. That scripture became part of my repertoire. Every time my body doesn't feel, every time I feel myself in a situation that is, that, 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 that is, uh, is not explainable, I say, I cast down imaginations and every high thing. Every time I start to get to the place where I start to, to think about what could be and what would be and what may have happened and what could have happened, I get to a place where I say I cast down imagination. You've got to get to that place where we understand this is the heavenly raw. The heavenly raw is the principle of warfare. The heavenly raw is God himself, the lion of the tribe of Judah, roaring within you. That means I want you to understand that there comes a place where, where even the enemy cannot come to us. The Bible says the enemy goes around like a, like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He says like a roaring lion. Amen. And I want you to understand this. Then 
within you is greater than the fire that is trying to consume Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, like yeah. you, you should have seen Come that on. with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The, 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 the king said, uh, uh, said to them, the fire is hot right now, but make it seven times hotter. And then he takes them and he puts, he puts the three of them into the fire. And those that were putting them into the fire was consumed by the fire. They weren't in the furnace, but they were throwing them in the furnace. But the very entrance point of the furnace was so hot that it consumed them. But these three boys that were in the fire, the, the, the fire that was on the inside of them was greater than the fire that was around them. So the fire around you cannot consume you. So they, so much so that the king will come and say, there are four people in the fire. I want you to get to that place where you understand and you appropriate the, the, the scripture. I, Gerald have been given authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemies. Nothing will harm me. Amen. Amen. Now this is not an arrogant state. This is a positional state. It's based on the fact of I am positioned in Christ. Amen. My life is hid in him. That's what we read in Colossians chapter 3. That when Christ is revealed, I will be revealed. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh is by the grace and the power of God. I want us to get to that place where you understand that you are here in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to just to share with you some signs uh, to begin to watch all over. And how do, uh, do I distinguish? What, what, are, what is things that are... That, that may be regarded as spiritual warfare. Signs that will tell me the situation that I'm facing is not just physical, is not just sometimes what life begins to bring, but this is a spiritual attack. One of the signs is that something that's severe and sudden changes in, your, in the area of your health, your finances, and your relationships. It gives you an idea that there is something happening that is beyond just something that you have done or said. There is a spiritual element to it. When you get re recurring negative events, that's a sign of spiritual warfare. It's a sign that there is that you engage in a spiritual warfare when, when things begin to happen and it seems to happen continuously. It's like you're in a cycle and you don't break out of it. That means you go through a challenge, you overcome it, you, 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 you live, but that same challenge comes again. Now I want you to understand God has not designed you to have the same thing keep tripping you up. God has designed you for overcoming. When you overcome something, you don't go back to it and deal with it again. That means you've overcome it. So then it's also, it is severe discouragement when you find yourself in an overwhelming atmosphere where pressure, oppression, and discouragement begins to get you, even a spirit of condemnation, then you understand that you're in a place where you're engaging in spiritual warfare. Because the attack is to begin to bring you down. The attack is to begin to break you down. So you begin to identify that this is what is happening, that you are engaged in spiritual warfare. Another sign 
is when you get to the place when you can't shake off a feeling of intimidation, a feeling of fear, a feeling of confusion. You feel like you're losing control and there's nothing you can do to begin to change it around. You understand, in that moment, that's when you begin to quote that scripture, casting down imaginations and every high thing. You're starting to get to the place where you're realizing this is not natural. That's why I started off on Wednesday and I said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are not in the flesh, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That means we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. So one of the ways I'm teaching you this morning is how do I identify signs that I'm engaged in a warfare. And this is not something that I've done as a result of a choice, a bad choice, or as a result of negligence on my part. But this is a place where the enemy is coming in. So we have to deal with the feelings and, and the thoughts of intimidation, fear, and confusion. That means anything that starts to bring in a negative thought, starts to cause you, there's a, there's a battlefield, that is a battle taking place in your mind. And, and, and so you, you can't shake those things off then you understand that it finds itself in you are engaged in spiritual warfare. And so when you get to that place, you have to begin to come to the place where in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15, this is what God says. Having disarmed, disarmed the powers and the authorities, Christ made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. That was one, one version of scripture. Let me read the, the King James. It says, it says it like this, having spoiled principalities and powers, and he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them all. So I want you to get to that place where you realize that God is fighting on your behalf. And the power that you have is in Christ Jesus. So once we identify the signs of, of spiritual warfare, we have to understand what the scripture said. It says he has already disarmed the enemy. If someone has disarmed the enemy, that means he's taken away his, uh, his ability to fight against you. He's taken away his ability to attack you. And he says, I've disarmed the powers and the authorities. Christ made a public spectacle of them. That means on the cross, Christ showed the triumph over death. The triumph over hell. That's why he says, now I, I give to you the keys. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This transfer of kingdom authority came to the believer at the victory of Christ over the cross where, where he showed that he has conquered death. The greatest enemy of life of any human being is death. And Jesus said on the cross, Paul begins to write and he says he made an open spectacle. He made a public statement that there is an authority that you have in Christ Jesus. 
So I want you to understand the battle's won. And the victory is yours. That God has created you for victory. So you've got to get this in your spirit. And you've got to understand that warfare, how to begin to engage in warfare. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning on how do I engage in warfare. If I identify the signs, yes, it's fine for me to identify the signs. But how do I engage in warfare? How many of us know I, I grew up with an understanding and I've been in church for a long time? And much of my understanding of spiritual warfare was me dealing with the enemy coming against me. But I want you to understand that spiritual warfare is not only a reactive approach. It's not only a defense mechanism. But spiritual warfare is an offense weapon. It is a weapon of being proactive. That means there's something I can do to engage the enemy before the enemy comes against me. So I want to give you some, some, some scriptures today. Because we've continuously dealt with the enemy coming against us. So the first element of spiritual warfare is when, when the enemy comes against us. So the Bible says, in, what do I do then? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So he gives us the place where he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, some of us grew up watching wrestling, WWE, and, and, and we all had our famous, you know, famous, famous uh, you know, guys that were, were, were doing it. And they were, they, I mean, we, we started off with Hulk Hogan. I mean, uh, those were the early days, and, and then they came The Undertaker, and then they came John Cena, and then, you know, uh, uh, and a whole lot of other people. But the reality was that there was always someone coming in. Now, the, the, the principle of wrestling is that you have to almost engage one-on-one. -on -one. When the enemy comes against you, you have to get into the place where you are in the battle. It's almost a face-to-face -face encounter where you are engaging with the enemy. It's almost an up close, you may, you may relate the, 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 this, uh, this experience to a wrestling match. And sometimes when we're engaging in that place, we are not only engaging for ourselves, we may be engaging for our family, we may be engaging at our, for our workplace, we may be engaging for our ministry, we may be, there may be an attack on your destiny. There may be an attack on the plan of God for your life. So you're engaging in this warfare because it, firstly, it is a personal attack. At this level, when the enemy comes against you, he will use everything to expose the areas in your life that is most neglected. Now the Bible doesn't promise us that we will never have a, a spiritual attack against our lives. However, the Bible makes it clear that we have the ability to resist the devil. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That means we, we, he has given us the authority. Remember the Bible says all power has been given to us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll trample upon this. We, all power has been given to us to overcome. 
Amen. So I want you to get to that place. So you understand this. And, and so we understand that when we come against the enemy, we have to be alert. We have to be sober-minded. That's what the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a, like a, like a roaring lion, looking for whom he may devour. Then the Bible says, resist him. Stand firm in faith. How do you overcome a roaring lion? You begin to resist the enemy. That means the power of your words. The power of the spoken word. When you don't have words to speak, you speak the word of God. Amen. Amen. That means for some of you that have been anointed, some of you that have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, break out in tongues. Amen. Begin to just use a heavenly language. Engage with the enemy at that point. So he's talking about resist the devil. Stand firm in your faith. So there's two things. One, you are speaking it. But the second thing is, I'm speaking it because I'm grounded. I'm grounded in Christ. So you've got to get to that place where you are grounded in Christ. Then you submit yourself to God. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. So you need to get to that place where you say, I belong to Jesus. You begin to state your identity. You, you state your ambassadorship. That you're a kingdom citizen. Here on the earth. Engaging in a battle. And when you are engaged in a battle as a kingdom citizen, all the hosts of heaven is with you in the battle. And when you're in that battle, you begin to, to begin to break through. You begin to break out. You begin to break forth because it's not by your own strength. It's by the grace of God. So I want you to get to that place. We're dealing with the attack that is coming against us. So when the enemy comes against us, we can submit to God, resist the devil, and he must be. What does it mean to resist the devil? The Bible gives us some clear instructions. 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert, recognize spiritual warfare when it arises. First, secondly, we must submit to God. That means in that moment, step into that relationship. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High yeah. shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Come on. You're getting to that place where you're saying, I'm hidden in Christ. Colossians, I'm hidden in Christ. And when Christ is revealed, I will be revealed in Him. I'm seated in heavenly places. You're getting to that place where you're submitting to God. This, the third thing you do, how do you resist? Don't put up with warfare. Step into an opposing situation. That's why John chapter 4, uh, oh, sorry, James chapter 4 verse 7 says, resist the devil and he must flee. Amen? Then Luke chapter 10 verse 17, it says, how do we resist? We use the name of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Amen? Amen. In the name of Jesus, you have no power over my life. I speak that name. The name that is above every other name. The name that brings healing. The name that brings restoration. The name that brings breakthrough. Amen. There's no other name. What a beautiful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I resist you, devil. You've got no authority over my life. 
You've got no authority over my mind, over my spirit. Amen? How do we resist? We have confidence in the, in the authority, knowing that the enemy must flee as we continue to resist. Your action can, can result in a change of direction. Amen? When, when the enemy comes against you, you resist and he must flee. Now, that's the one action of spiritual warfare. Another action of the spiritual warfare is that the enemy flees away from you. This is almost a proactive point. Le Leviticus 26 verse 8 says, Five of you will put a hundred, will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand, and your enemies will fall by the sword before you. Look at Deuteronomy 28 verse 7. The Lord will grant that your enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you in one direction, but flee from you in seven ways. Come on. I declare over your life today, the enemy may be coming at you in one direction, but he will flee from you in seven directions. Amen? Because God has given you the authority. This is the outcome of a blessed life. This is an outcome of an anointed life. This is an outcome of a son and a daughter of God that is hid in Christ. That the end, as you resist the enemy, he will flee. You get to that place where you have authority over every realm. Luke chapter 9 verse 1, it says, When Jesus called the crowd together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons cure diseases. God has given you authority and power to drive out demonic spirits and to heal sick, sicknesses. Jesus has given you the power and authority in his name. Amen? You're not standing in your own grace. You're standing in that which has been given to you. So today, when you, when you stand against the enemy, you say, Lord, it is written. Remember how Jesus, if Jesus, the Son of God, the one that was part of the Godhead, who was with God at creation, when the enemy challenges him in the wilderness, how does he respond? He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If Jesus can say it is written, you can say it is written. So today, let out a heavenly roar. The heavenly roar is the word and the lion of the tribe of Judah, not just anointing you, not just protecting you and covering you, but beginning to empower you to begin to speak grace, to begin to deposit the word. So I want you to know today, let God arise, let the enemies be scattered. So we, we deal with the enemy that is coming, and then we know that the enemy will flee. Amen? Because the word of God says that. Five will put a thousand, a hundred to flight, and, 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 and ten will put ten thousand to flight. But what is the engagement, your last position of spiritual warfare? 
Hence, the enemy is under your feet. The ultimate end of spiritual warfare is for the enemy to be under your feet. Joshua chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. God begins to tell them that the enemy will be under your feet and, it will be under, and, and you will be able to overcome it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet, and the grace of the Lord Jesus will be with you. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18 says, No matter what happens, there is hope. The promise of God is that ultimately every work of the enemy will fail. Come on. Every work of the enemy will fail. So no matter what happens, there's hope. Because there is a promise of God that every work of the enemy must fail. Psalm chapter, chapter 18 verse 37 and 38. I pursued my enemies and overtook them and did not turn back till they were destroyed. I, I crushed them I, I crushed them so that they could not arise. They fell beneath my feet. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. We started there. I've given you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and overcome every power of the enemy and nothing will be able to to be able to harm you. One of the arm is have your feet shot with the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Have your feet shot with the gospel of peace. It's powerful to understand that Jesus says and the enemy will be under your feet. That which has and holds the gospel of peace will be able to stand on the enemy. When you know the word, and the word is so much a part of you, you'll be able to stand over the enemy. The Bible says, remember the prophecy that came to Eve, the mother of all creation, the mother of all creation. What was, what was the word? And the seed of the woman will crush the enemy, and you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. Bruise his heel. Where's your heel? On, on the bottom of your feet. The enemy's position should be under your feet. We used to sing that song, he's under my feet, he's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. But we didn't understand. We used to sing that old Sunday school song, we will walk all over the enemy. I'll walk all over you. But we said it, but we, there's no reality. But when you're engaging in a warfare, understand that the final position in warfare is that the enemy must be under your feet. Not just coming against you, not just fleeing from you, but should be under your feet. The Bible says, this is what, this is what Thessalonians says. When Jesus comes, the testimony of the bride of Christ will be is that we have and the kingdoms of this world has now become the kingdoms of our God and King. And we have made the enemy your footstool. We have placed the enemy under your feet. 
this is the position this is the elevated position this is the divine position of sons and daughters of God that we should bring the enemy to the place where he is subdued he is under our feet so today let the righteous release a heavenly roar let the sons and daughters of God arise come on let's just bow our heads together and ask the, the, the team that is with us that's helping with worship you can just sing a final song God bless you and keep you his face shine upon you as a blessing over the people. Just remember also next week Sunday we're going to partake of communion together so have it. I want to encourage you as much as and as often as you want to as families partake of communion together. We're also going to pray a prayer of dedication over every household and every family next week trusting God that there will be an outpouring of His Spirit even in your home. So just prepare yourselves for that. I'll share with you more during the week. Father, we thank you that you have created us for victory. You have created us in your image and in your likeness. And there's a heavenly roar about to rise up on the inside of every son and daughter of God. And as you awaken to the reality of who you are and what God, Jesus, has done on your behalf, may heaven move in your favor. So, Father, today, I pray today that you will begin not only to illumine the minds, strengthen the heart and the spirit of each man and woman, that they will be able to do that which you have called them to do. I pray this week will be a week of victory. I pray this week will be a week of God where there will be many praise reports of the goodness of God, of that which God is doing, of how God has answered, how God has manifested in the lives of people. Bless your people today in Jesus' name. Now, God, may the goodness of the God May the grace of God be upon the lives of each one of your sons and daughters. So we declare, O oh God, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord raise up his countenance upon you. May the Lord give you peace. May the Lord bless you. In the, may the threefold blessings of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit be your guide and portion this week. God bless you.
the rain.